And Sierra Nevada has done the same thing, but even to a bigger level. This we place is like re- Disneyland yes, for adults. Yes. The Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, episode 274. With over 50,000 acres harvested last year, we have North Carolina to thank for growing over half the United States sweet potatoes. Mmm, I love my sweetums. I love Asheville so much that I've taken two separate trips to Asheville in the last year alone, and you're going to learn all about that in today's Destination Diary episode, all the best places to eat, drink, everything that is good in Asheville. But one of the things when I take a road trip that I'm always feeling pressure to do is to fill my car with more stuff. We have a 2011 Kia Sorento, and there's always more spots that I could put stuff. But I have to stop myself and say, no, 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 no. You don't need to bring that stuff with you. And that's why I love carrying just a travel carry-on sized item with me when I travel because it allows me to pare stuff down to only the necessities. I limit myself to packing in just that, whether I'm on a road trip or whether I'm flying on a plane. And I suggest everyone does the same thing of just bringing on a carry-on sized travel backpack. If you want the best carry-on size travel backpacker out there, the one that I use for all my travels, check out tortugabackpacks.com. Check out their new Outbreaker backpack that they have out there. And you can use the promo code EPOP, that's E-P-O-P, all capital letters, and get 10% off your entire order. Hello, travel nerds, and welcome to the Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, the show that teaches you how to travel more while spending less. I'm your host, Travis Sherry, and joining me today is someone who just yesterday told me, you're going to feel like the worst person in the world. And then she was right. My wife and constant travel companion, Heather. You make it sound like I said that in a really mean way, like... That you did something really bad to me, which is not the case. <laughs> well, you can explain what happened because I did. I, I, I come home. She goes, read this. You're going to feel like the worst person in the world. I did read it. I did feel awful. So she was right. But I was quite shocked when I walked in the door after a bike ride. And all of a sudden, <laughs> I'm being told I'm going to feel like the worst person in the world. Well, I was being a little dramatic, as I tend to be on occasion. And what had happened, actually, is I looked out on our front porch, and there was this beautiful plant of, of tulips. And there was a card on it. And I was like, who dropped this off? And it happened to be our neighbors who just had a baby. And we'd been meaning, you know, in the, over the past week to get them a gift, you know, some dinner, some flowers. And instead, they dropped off flowers to us with a card saying, you know, I'm sure you've heard the baby crying. Basically, here's some flowers. Yeah, I hope let's it's hope, not. Let's hope like, it settles <laughs> down in a little bit. And we thought, oh, my gosh, we feel so awful. We're the worst neighbors. Yeah, we came back five days ago and we wanted to get them something. We share a wall so you can hear the baby, but not really. I mean, it's 
it's minimal it's, at, at it's most. It's not that loud. And we had been wanting to get them something because we realized they did have the baby while we were away. And yet then we did not yet. And now we have to go get them something like we were going to anyway. But we'll explain that, yes, we just got lazy and we didn't want to interrupt. Either way, I did feel pretty bad about that. So we just got to be a little more on the ball. Yeah. And we, we have to good, be better neighbors. Good thoughts. But then yeah. we just got to act on them. So if you guys are listening today... Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is one of our Destination Diary episodes. We are actually recording outside on a beautiful day here outside of Philadelphia. Finally. Finally. We're in the morning. It's 72 degrees. The sun is shining. It is absolutely stunning. So if you hear dog bark or birds chirping, that's just all part of the ambiance here at the Extra Pack of Peanuts outside headquarters (laughs) today. But we'll be doing a Destination Diary episode. And if you're unfamiliar with what those are, that is our on-the-ground account of places that we have traveled to. So it's an unfiltered look. You know, it's our own opinions and thoughts of different places that we have been to. And so far, we have actually done 20 Destination Diary episodes. So if you listen to this one on Asheville, North Carolina, and you like it, there's a lot more. We've done 20 episodes. Let's read them out real quick. We've done London. Barcelona. Ireland. Santorini. Paros. Georgia, the country. Chicago, the city. <laughs> Nolens. Nashville. Japan. Cape Town. Chiang Mai. Guatemala. Philadelphia. Portugal. Santiago de Compostela. Portland. Colorado. Croatia, my favorite. And India. So we've got 20 Destination Diaries as we speak right now. And they're, they're always some of the most fun episodes for us to do because we get a lot of feedback. So if you've been to any of those, um, you know, obviously feel free to reach out on Twitter at Pack of Peanuts. You can do that. Of course, as well, you can comment on the show notes or, or whatever. If there's a place that we've been that you want us to do a Destination Diary, reach out because I actually forgot, funny story, about Asheville, someone asked me for recommendations on Asheville, and I went to send them the link to our Destination Diary Asheville podcast. And it didn't exist. And it didn't <laughs> exist. And I completely forgot that we had never actually recorded yeah, a podcast about Asheville. the same goes for London, too. And we'd been there three times before we recorded a podcast. And I think maybe some of that was that we didn't feel like we had enough information for some reason. But... Yeah, sometimes we just forget. We and, go to a lot of places. And one of the big reasons we did the London one was people kept hitting us up on Twitter, on Instagram, and things like that, saying, like, can you please, please, please do one on London? And we thought, well, yeah, we're not going to turn people away. I mean, come on. Well, of course, we're always looking for um, things to, like, recommendations on things to record and, and stuff like that. So if you have recommendations, let us know. If we haven't been there, we'll try to get there. And we'll do a Destination Diary episode. Really quick, I want to shout out, too, we are doing a really fun exercise called Hashtag Epop Scavenger Hunt. Yes, which is basically if we go somewhere when we're traveling and we love that spot, whether it's ice cream, gelato, coffee, a A beer, a brewery, we like to buy a drink for someone who listens to our podcast or follows us or reads our blog. So basically, we put it out on Instagram and we say that we've bought a drink and the first person to get there gets to have the drink. All they have to do is tag at Pack of Peanuts and hashtag EPOP scavenger hunt on the picture and that drink or snack or ice cream is... It's free. It's and free. and what you have to do then is when you go to the place, just tell them. I mean, we've talked to all the p- places before. They're small places on purpose. So we've talked to the people and said, hey, someone will be coming along at some point to do this. Are you okay with it? So they understand what's going on. You might feel a little weird. Trust us. It's well worth it. So Get outside sh- your comfort yeah, zone. Yeah, shout out to- Especially at- for something free. Yeah, especially <laughs> for free. So shout out to at Katie Mello, who was the first person ever to take advantage of the Epop scavenger hunt over at Coffee Works in Press in Galway, Ireland. Got herself some- 
uh, free latte over there and then bought it forward for the next person who ended up being at Hanalee 11, who then took her up on it. So now it's like, <laughs> and who bought ahead now. So if you do get to Coffee Works Impress in Galway, Ireland, you there will be a drink You can still get waiting. that free drink. Yeah, so I love that passive forward. So EPOP, hashtag EPOP scavenger hunt. Search for that on Instagram and you'll know exactly what we're talking about. Let's dive in to Asheville, North Carolina. One of my favorite places I've been like when we, before we had, went here about a year ago. We we never been there. We and we went on a road trip and it was about a year ago this time that we ended up in Asheville. Everyone said, Oh, you're gonna love Asheville. You're gonna love Asheville. And I was a little worried that maybe it would be too hyped up, but it wasn't. I, I fell in love with Asheville. It's a great city. It's Town. awesome. It's it's in the mountains in North Carolina. And let me tell you, driving there is beautiful, especially if things are in bloom. Now, when we went, it was like the beginning of April. So we went through the, what is it? The Blue, Blue Ridge, Ridge Parkway. Parkway. And it wasn't quite in bloom yet. So I would definitely say if you're wow, going, wow. yeah, towards the end, like right about now into May, probably one of the best times to go. Yeah, for sure. So if you're getting into Asheville, you can fly in. We have known people who have flown in. There is an airport there. Usually you have to connect to Charlotte or somewhere very close. I, you know, It's going to be prohibitively expensive probably to fly in. Driving in is a great way. We've done it fr- from Philly. It's about 10 hours. But a word of warning, <laughs> if you are driving in, and this might have been the most mad I've I've been in years, if you're driving in, be careful. Do not speed. We are coming down Route 26. This was a 10-hour trip. We are about 10 minutes away from Asheville, coming down this huge hill on Route 26 into Asheville, right around, I think it was Weaverville. It's, it's, it's a highway. It's you a know, highway. It's a two-lane highway, so your speed's pretty high. At and least two, maybe three. Yeah, Trav was going, how fast were you I, going? I don't know. Like 90, I, I got think? pulled over. I'm going down a huge hill, a mountain. It's a mountain. And the guy is sitting at the bottom with his radar gun gunning people there's no one else on the highway he guns me pulls me over i thought he was going to be nice no he tells me long story short he told me i was going to have to go to court there i couldn't even just pay a ticket because it was reckless endangerment of others because i was going too fast blah 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 blah, anyway not a great way to start uh a road trip but just be careful because they are really serious about speeding in North Carolina. So. Yeah, so make sure that uh, you're careful, especially if you're coming Route 26 by Weaverville. Um, but drive in, <laughs> great, great drive through the Blue Ridge Parkway, which gets us to kind of areas that you may want to stay if you're coming into Asheville. And one of those, and something that a lot of people do, is use Asheville as kind of a bonus because they're doing the Blue Ridge Parkway or vice versa. Okay, I'm going to Asheville. I might as well spend some time in the Blue Ridge, um, on, on the Blue, in the Blue Ridge Mountains, on the Blue Ridge Parkway, you know, because they're only about an hour from each other. Yeah, and it's really beautiful there. There's this really nice um, Alpine Inn B&B, bed and breakfast. And we have never stayed there, actually, but one of our readers and listeners owns the place. Susan and Ron Lau. Uh I'm not sure how to say last name. (laughs) Own the place. It's about one hour driving. Yeah. And it sits in a little town, which is cool, called Little Switzerland. So pretty cool little spot. If you're looking to stay in the Blue Ridge Parkway, you can hit that up, Alpine Inn Bed and Breakfast, right there in the Blue Ridge Parkway. Of course, there's tons of camping and there's other places as well. But that is one thing I think we want to go back and do eventually is spend a day or two or three, whatever, in the in the mountains and then come on down 
to Asheville and spend a couple nights in Asheville. So you you can do both. They're really close. Absolutely. So if you're in Asheville, where should you stay? So we stayed with friends the first time. And then the second time we had an Airbnb. And I would say, I mean, there's lots of Airbnbs there. And the best place is probably somewhere within walking distance to downtown, the South Slope area. That's where a lot of the breweries are and like the art district. So that's definitely a really cool spot because you can walk to everything. One of the nice things about Asheville is it's very accessible. So you're probably going to want to rent a car. I mean, unless you come in, I don't even know, I guess via train or something, you're, you're probably going to want a car in Asheville because there's a lot to do around Asheville. So the town itself is easy to walk around. It's pretty accessible. If you have a car, we were staying about a mile and a half in the Airbnb from you know downtown South Slope. So there were times we would walk there and there were times we would drive there for our whole crew and all. And it's pretty easy to park downtown. Yeah, you know, this isn't a, a big, big city. city. Yeah, so that's small. nice. It's accessible. So I, I would recommend getting a car or if you're driving yeah. in, you know, you're going to have a car already. But look for that downtown area. There are some hotels, but there are a lot more Airbnbs. And Asheville's a cool town in that it is funky, eclectic, quirky in a good way. Very Portland-esque, although on a smaller scale. And so there is some really neat options for air for Airbnbs, there's some and there's some really neat areas. The River Arts District, as you talked about, the South Slope, anything with that would would be, would work as as far as where you would stay. And one of the best things to do in Asheville, and of course one of our favorite things to do, no matter where we go, whether it's Asheville or anywhere else in the world, is to eat and drink. And we certainly have a lot of recommendations for eating and drinking because we have now spent two trips in Asheville, and most of the time in Asheville, we were eating and drinking. Absolutely. So we did our research. And walking, but <laughs> to walk off all those calories. But for being, you know, not a big city, it has so many awesome restaurants and a plethora of breweries, but we'll start with eating with two of my favorites. Yeah, we got to start with donuts yeah, because with donuts, Heather is I, in love with A, it, donuts, but B, these donuts in particular. Like as much as Trav loves ice cream and gelato, which if you listen to this podcast, you know very well because he talks about it a lot. I'm an ice cream connoisseur. I have the same affinity for donuts that he has for ice cream. I love donuts and the best donuts I've ever had. We've talked about the Byler Donuts in Philadelphia at Reading Terminal Market. And those used to be the best donuts. I'm, <laughs> and, and I'm now still, a little surprised. They're Is still this... really high on the list, but they did change my favorite donut. So, you know, this place in Asheville called Whole Donuts makes basically like three or four flavors. I think four flavors it. a day. Two two all the time and then two rotating. And, and they're like simple, but... They have really exotic flavors. So basically, they're just like a regular, it's a um, a dough donut, so not batter. And they fry it when you order the donut. And then they put the, like, the not the topping, but yeah, the... the, top, the I mean, the, like, for example, if they do cinnamon sugar, they'll put the cinnamon sugar right there. If they do some sort like of little... Lavender... Yeah, it's it's all, um, it's they do do some glaze. So it's either glazed or... 
than cinnamon sugar, like a like a topping like that. They don't have crazy. You're not. We're not talking no. about Dunkin' Donuts donuts with nothing, like sprinkles and frosting or anything filled, like that. You know, no. it doesn't have like cream inside or anything like that. Just like simple donuts that taste amazing and they're hot and they're fresh and they're just the best donuts I've ever. And had. you might think, you know, four donuts is a lot. I probably can't try all four you flavors. Can. You get they go down easy. They do. They go down easy. I mean, <laughs> if you're with two people, you can definitely get four donuts. They're light. They're not like heavy. They're, they are not heavy, donut. and they are. They, you want to get them fresh out of the oven, or not out of the oven, out the of the fryer. fryer. They do it right there, as Heather mentioned. It's just a small little space. Uh, so Whole Donuts that is over in West Asheville. So you, you know, grab a bike if you're staying on in downtown or around downtown. Grab a bike, grab your car, head on over to Whole Donuts. West Asheville, in and of itself, we should mention, you could stay over there. There's a ton to do over there. It's like its own little subsection. So you could stay over in West Asheville and hit, there's a big long strip there of different restaurants. It's kind of like even a more hipster. Asheville itself is pretty hipster of a place. It's kind of like even a more hipster place um, over in West Asheville. So you could stay there as well. If you come back on the other side, then there's another donut place. So both sides have their own donut places. <laughs> and I, I don't know. I guess you, you prefer Hole over this one, which well, is called Vortex I just, Donuts. I like the experience at Hole, and I like that you order them and they make them fresh and all of that. And that there's only four options, so it makes the decision really easy. But Vortex Donuts are, are not inferior in any way. They're delicious, but they have a ton of options. You know what I mean? They have they have the yeast do- donut, or the cake donuts, and they have the yeast donuts. So they have both options and they have lots of flavors and I think some, so some caramel with filling. Topping, some with filling. Yeah, they. It, this is more of your tradition. I don't want to say traditional donut shop because traditional, I guess, would be the Vortex would just regular donuts cooked there but this is more of a donut shop you with mean a whole lot. donuts yeah whole donuts vortex is one a donut shop that you would see where you can basically get and it's like a really much much better version of dunkin donuts yeah. i hate to compare them no you can't better, even but they shouldn't be in the same there's so many together, different options is what but I'm also they have amazing coffee there at vortex donut so get a yeah. coffee get a donut and if you're doing a donut tour like we did, shout out to our good friend Allie who said, well, you like donuts? I'm taking you on a donut tour. So we did Whole Donuts, Vortex Donuts. There is another one up in North Asheville. Again, not far. This is within five minutes driving of downtown called Geraldine's Bakery. So you could... And this is old school. This is like, you know, just an old school bakery with classic donuts. Nothing exotic or fancy, but they were really good. Yeah, and, and all well types made. of other baked goods. So if you want to co- uh, complete the triumvirate, the, the donut tour that we did whole vortex and geraldine's bakery we did that all in one day uh, you can imagine <laughs> how we we're feeling a little after moving on from sweets though uh, there was another place called white duck tacos that got recommended to us a ton and by the way if you are someone who has given us a recommendation or had did give us a recommendation from Asheville, thank you so much we got a ton of recommendations when we put out last year that we we're going there we try to hit as many as possible white duck tacos came up a bunch and we did not actually get there the first time we went, but we went no, back to my there's parents. there's too many places to eat in Asheville. So if you're only there for two days, it might be hard to hit all these up. But the second time we went a few months later, and you it, were able to go. It was it was definitely worth the hype. I really, really, I mean, I love, love tacos. And I really, really loved white duck tacos. This is, again, not your street Mexican tacos where you get three flavors. You know, it's like uh, pastor chicken and carnitas. This is more... 
artisanal gourmet tacos. Yeah, and, with cool but, toppings yeah. and good margaritas. And cheap. I think the margaritas were cheap, if I remember yeah, them being $4 cheap. $4 so, or something? Um, White Duck Tacos is right there in the River Arts District, which is a really, really cool district to walk around. We're going to get into that in a little bit as well. And and again, if you're getting a little overwhelmed, you've never been to Asheville, and we're talking about these different areas, they're all Very within close. like three <laughs> miles of each other. So don't think it's going to be hard to find or hard to get to. One of the highlights of eating in Asheville is 12 Bones Barbecue, one of the most popular spots, I should say. And this is where I believe, what, Obama went there. I know when presidents come through, they yeah. go here. I don't know why presidents it's, are coming through Asheville. It's but. pretty famous. So there are there are two barbecue places. Well, maybe there are more, but two that we went to, 12 Bones and Buxton Hall Barbecue. So Buxton Hall is the more like hip, trendy, really cool space. It's brand new. Whereas, And it was good. It was very good. It was good. But Twelve Bones is like what you think of a, a, it's a barbecue shack place. On the river. Yeah, it's a shack. You eat outside at like picnic tables. Um, it's not fancy at all. It's but it's amazing. And it's the portions very good. The are portions are humongous. Huge. So you're humongous. talking. You're getting a huge portion of barbecue for eight, ten, twelve dollars. You get big sandwiches. You know, it's your typical. You know, southern sides and everything like that. So make a stop at 12 Bones. It'll be packed. The line goes quick. It, it will be busy. Also, apparently they have the best key lime pie, which unfortunately was sold out by the time we went for lunch. But if it's there, you should definitely get it because I've heard rave reviews over Yeah, their head pie. to 12 Bones, get some key lime and let us know how it is. And, the, and if you want more barbecue, yeah, Buxton Hall is a cool spot. Definitely decent and worth it. But I... You know, if you're only getting one barbecue, go to 12 Bones for sure. I, it's it's an experience. It's an institution there in Asheville. One of the places that you really liked, I mean, we both love pizza. And so wherever we go, we're getting pizza. You like this place called All Souls Pizza. Well, it wasn't just pizza. It was Italian. And everything that we got there from the appetizers to the pizza to the salads was amazing. It was really well done. Um, one of our friends, I think, got like these huge meatballs that were as an appetizer that were just delicious. And they would brick oven pizza. And it was awesome. So it was kind of like a nice break, I guess, from like the barbecue and tacos to yeah. get some Italian food. But and if I definitely really like it. If you're in Asheville and you like beer, you're going, which we're going to get to next, you are going to be drinking a lot because there are so many good breweries. That's kind of what they become known of, known as. I'm actually, con- you know, I consider Asheville to be somewhat of, you know, a Napa or Sonoma of beer now, um, at least on the East Coast. And a lot of breweries are moving there for distribution. I won't get into all that right now. But there'll be a lot of beer in your future if you like beer. So you're going to have to soak it up. Barbecue, tacos, all that's good. All Souls Pizza, another spot. Some of the two, two of the places that got recommended for breakfast brunch, and, and you can also go for lunch and dinner, but these were the spots that, that we got recommended. We went to both of them. One was called Early Girl Eatery, and one was called Tupelo Honey, both right next to each other. If you've driven through the South, you might have you might have seen Tupelo Honey because now it's a a regional chain. I think there's probably ten of them. There's one yeah, in there's, Nashville yeah. and stuff, for example. But it started right here in Asheville, so the original Tupelo Honey is in Asheville, and so we went to Tupelo Honey and we went to Early Girl Eater. Yeah, and, and both are really good. I think I like Tupelo Honey a little bit more, um, but they just have like really southern style food. Um, and you don't have Tupelo Honey is is an all day thing where I think Early Girl is just breakfast and lunch. Breakfast and lunch. But yeah. Tupelo Honey, you can also get dinner there because we we've done both. We've done lunch and we've done dinner there. And Tupelo Honey biscuits are incredible. I mean, that's a reason I think to go to Tupelo Honey yeah. in and of itself. And speaking of biscuit, we 
forgot about this place and I just remembered it while we were talking. We went the second time to this biscuit place with, with biscuit your sister. Head. Biscuit yes, Head. Yes, and I forgot because people had recommended Biscuit Head over and over and, and over again. We finally got on our way out. part of Nashville, or Asheville, West sorry, Nashville. West Asheville. Nashville. It's kind of far removed from downtown. As I mean, again, it takes like seven minutes to drive there, but you wouldn't really walk past it and you know, you'd have to drive over there. Um, but it was amazing. I can't believe Biscuit had slipped my mind. I can't it, either. Well, here's what happened. We didn't go the first time because we never got over there. And then the second time, we were actually leaving town. And my parents were like, no, we had to go to my brother's wedding. My parents were like, oh, we don't have time to stop here. The wedding wasn't that day. But it's we, the next day. <laughs> but we were heading we were heading out of town. And they couldn't stop. And so my sister and Heather and I were like, well, we, we got yeah, it. Because the way was pretty long. I mean, I think we waited 30 minutes. Yeah. And we stopped, and it was minutes. worth every oh single gosh. second. I they mean, huge a biscuits, jam bar, like homemade jams, and I'm, I mean, like maybe 20, 15, 20 jams yeah. at least, and butters, like different kind of butters, and so you get biscuits, but you can also get like a biscuit breakfast sandwich. It, it, it blew my mind. I can't believe. Like that I wasn't on top of this to have it like already listed out. But if, if you're gonna do breakfast or, or lunch and you want a biscuit, yeah, biscuit head hands. Good, good call. I we would have we would have completely missed biscuit head. <laughs> it was awesome. Um, and uh, Tupelo Honeyworth, the early girl eatery. What I have in my notes, and I remember this that happening. I think we just got the wrong thing. Everyone raves about it. Our, we thought it was okay, but then we saw other people's like meals come out. We're like, that looks way better. So I, we might have just got the wrong thing. We got to give that another you mean shot. Early girl, early girl eatery. Yeah. yeah. I thought um, you said Tupelo Honey. No, no, I, I might have slurred my words because I speak very quickly, as you <laughs> all know. No, Early Girl Eatery, I think yeah. we got the wrong thing. So yeah. check any of those out. One more thing I want to throw in for eating. We headed here. I liked it, I think, a little more than you. But for a nice, quick-hitting lunch right downtown, there's a place called Chai Pani. And it's they call it Indian street, not street food, but Indian street lunch. So it's just really quick lunch specials. Um, at this Chaipani place, and you can get a tali, which is, you know, if you've been to India, it's a bunch of different little dishes. I, I liked Chaipani, and I thought it was a great uh, change up, and it was a really quick place to go and grab a lunch if, you know, you've got other stuff going on in your downtown. Yeah, no, it's good. And if you're downtown, and if you're near the South The Slope, main event, especially the main for event Trav and is going to be drinking uh, if you like beer. And there there is actually a ton of wineries outside and around Nashville, or Asheville. There are a ton of wineries as well. So you can do that. We focused on the beer. And in particular, uh, you know, their craft beer scene is just blowing up. And one of the forerunners of that is Wicked Weed. And Again, when we asked for recommendations, everyone said, if you're going to Asheville, you have to go to Wicked Weed. So I was a little worried. Yeah, he thought it was going to be overrated. Yes. It wasn't. It was amazing. No, the first time we went, again, it was early April, and it was one of the first days that was just like gorgeous and warm. And the way they have it set up at Wicked Weed, they have two levels, and the upper level has like these huge windows that are almost like garage doors that can open up if the weather is nice. So we were sitting there with the windows open. You know, we got a beer. We got some food because it's also a really good place to eat. Um, great happy, great like little happy hour bites. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if they're happy hour, but just like li- yeah, small plates. small plates. Um, as well as then we got like a burger, which was fantastic as well. Absolutely. So a great place, really good beer. Our favorite, the Pernicious IPA. Oh my gosh, we loved it so much that we got a case, even though they sell their beer only cold because they say that it can't really get warm as it doesn't taste as good. So we bought a cooler just so we could keep the Pernicious for cold this road trip. for the road trip. So really good beer, awesome atmosphere. 
Yeah, Wicked Weed, one of my favorite breweries in the U.S. It's just a phenomenal, like they, it's a big brewery now, and but they've kept like their flavor. It's still awesome, and they have a great vibe. And I just anyone who heads to Asheville, even if you're not a beer drinker, go there for a lunch, sit out in their awesome like indoor outdoor patio area, just have fun, get a beer, get something to eat. It's it's a cool cool experience. What I love about Asheville is that A, there's so many breweries, but B, they're also very different. So you have Wicked Weed, which is a craft brewery and has this big spot in Asheville, but is only, you know, is regional. Like we can't get Wicked Weed up here in Pennsylvania or anything like that. Uh, It's a shame because it's amazing. But then you have these really tiny ones. And my favorite tiny one is a place called Burial, which is about 180 degrees different than the ones (laughs) we're going to mention right after this because this is a place that started in, it's like a, shack right i mean it's like yeah it's, it's it's a it's an interesting place it's kind of like this rambling old building so it's like bigger than a shack but it is old and it does have like different rooms and it has outdoor seating but it's just it's really funky and the beer is really unusual and but the, very good and the way they explained it to us was well we started it was this size and then we had to get bigger so they like just built onto the shack so like it just they just kept kind of building on and they never have, not never, but most of the time they don't have the same beers on. So they're always experimenting. So when you have Wicked Weed and they have, you know, they have most of their same beers. They're almost always going to have pernicious and things like that, unless they run out, which they did the second time with it, which was a crying shame. Like I literally was shocked because we went to Wicked Weed on our second trip there. The very first thing we did was go to Wicked Weed, try to get a pernicious. And they said, we just ran out. Yeah. Undraft. And, and we're not going to have any for a couple days. But Wicked Weed typically has a lot of the beers, the same beers on. Burrio's always changing it up, and everything we had, I mean, they had this crazy, awesome chocolate porter, and I don't usually love them. So they just it's just completely different from Wicked Weed, and it's completely different from New Belgium and Sierra Nevada, which are huge, huge craft brewers now. I mean, Sierra Nevada was the original craft beer, and New Belgium is, is a monster, you know, out of Fort yeah. Collins, Colorado. Both of them have now moved their East Coast operations to Asheville. So what's kind of neat is you have Burrow, this tiny little one that makes all these different beers all the time and they're phenomenal. And then you have New Belgium, which built this huge thing on the river bank. Yeah, it has like a river deck. It is a cool space, really cool space. And they had a lot of Un, like they have all their same beers, but then they had like a few different ones that you know you can't get in cans. Right, right. So that was kind of neat. And New or Belgium, bottles. you know, I always say New Belgium. Everything they do is a little better than average. Like their IPA is not my favorite IPA, but it's better than average. You know, same with all their styles. So it's a, it's a decent brewery for sure. And it was it's definitely worth hopping over the river to go to because it is a it brand new at least when we were there um one year ago a year ago brand new really the first time we were there in april it wasn't open when we went back in july it was so right and and sierra nevada has done the same thing but even to a bigger level this place is like disneyland for adults yes someone told us that um and we also didn't go the first time we were there but we went the second time and it's outside of Asheville, close to the airport uh so what would you say like 20 20 minute minute drive-ish yeah 
but it's huge. It is a complex. Like you drive up this huge, long driveway with lights. We went in the evening, so it was dark. It's like driving up to an estate. It's like you feel like you're driving up to the Biltmore, which yes. we'll get to yes. again. And it has all of these copper, like the, the, um, I the can't copper think, stills. Yeah, the stills. Stills? Are they called stills for Well, beer? I guess if they're not distilling, uh, copper like tanks, tanks, holding tanks. tanks. Um, it's gorgeous. I mean, it's beautiful inside and they have all this outdoor seating. It's humongous. Huge. They We had some food there. Again, it was pizza I had. They have like flatbread pizza. They have Gotta get that pizza. They have like duck fat fries or something like that. But it's kind of like gourmet-ish type food, but really good. Um, yeah, it was amazing. And New Belgium, Super I think fun. it's a bad rap. You know, I, or excuse me, not New Belgium, Sierra Nevada. And I don't drink Sierra Nevada. You know, it was, again, it was this, it was the first craft beer. So now there's a ton, you know, and kind of people poo-poo it. But what was cool about that Sierra Nevada, being at the Sierra Nevada brewery there in Asheville is they have obviously Torpedo and some of their regular ones, but they also had 20 other beers that you're just not going to be able to find. And so that was really neat. And they were good. So they yeah. have these experimental beers or beers that are just tough to get. And so I highly recommend heading over New Belgium. And definitely if you have a car and you can get down to Sierra Nevada just to see, I mean, again, that, that a that a brewery has opened up something this big. I mean, it's a complex, and it's really cool. We didn't get to take tours because it was too late. Yeah, and they do let, close early, like at nine p.m. Well, although we she, were there on a weekday, and I'm telling you, because it was definitely a weekday. It was like a Wednesday night, I think. And this place was packed yeah. on a Wednesday night. I mean, it was July in the middle of summer, so I'm sure a lot of tourists were there. But it it was cool. It was really cool. So I like that you have those two big titans of craft beer, New Belgium and Sierra Nevada there, but they've done really neat things. It's not like they're coming in and they're trying to overtake these small ones. They're just coming in and adding to the whole vibe. And I, I just like how they play nice together and yeah. how it's a, it's a much different feel. You go from burial, you're like low slung in the shack and then you're at Sierra Nevada, you're like this is a Massive castle. Estate. Um, a few other really, really cool small ones that we went to. One is called the Funkatorium. And the I love this one. Well, then go on. I love this one. So this does mo- this sour beer, right? It's sour, beer. It's sour wicked beer? weeds. It's it's wicked weed, but they have a separate place called the Funkatorium that they only do sour, their sour and beers it's here. Sm- it's small. It, it feels more intimate inside. Like the decorations are really funky. You feel like, I don't know, you just feel like you're in this like kind of weird, mystical Southern hoodoo type place kind of hoodoo i don't know I, what I don't hoodoo know. is but there are a lot of barrels around i yeah. mean they have a lot of obviously they, they ferment a lot of their sours in these in barrels and they do barrel aged stuff so but, they, walking back to the bathroom is pretty cool do that yeah. right yeah definitely so they have really good sours and they also have like charcuterie plates which you know oh, i geez, love that's why i was why so, i'm like why is there <laughs> love in the funcatorium yeah, so they have this crazy charcuterie plate. It's like eighteen bucks, but according to you, it's pretty good. Yeah, it was great. Um, it is it is a neat spot, especially if you like sour beers. If you don't, it's right near Burial. Again, all of this you you can walk between I think twelve breweries in one mile. So, um, and there are some we wouldn't recommend. So we're, I'll give you some of them maybe a little bit later. Not that they're bad, but just that if you only have a limited amount of time, yeah. hit these ones that we're talking about. Sometimes it's nice to know which ones to skip. But Funkatorium, definitely very unique, and it's Wicked Weed stuff. And if you like sours, head there for sure. One World is a really cool one that's that's right downtown. and It's like in the, in the basement. Yeah, it was a little hard to find. I, I forget. I, I knew it was there, and somehow, I mean, it's not super hard to find. Put it in Google Maps. You'll find it. That's, but it's in a, ba- yeah, you have to walk down these steps in this basement. And um, just really small, 
and they had some really cool live music. Really I mean, it was music. like hillbilly country, like but cool Appalachian style music. Um, so we really liked One World. Fun live music. Beer was decent enough to to hang out there and a cool vibe. And then the Wedge was the first brewery we went to and we went to Asheville. And this is right in the River Arts District. It's like a warehouse, really. Yeah, so it's in a warehouse. looks out over now at New Belgium, but across the river from New Belgium. Just a cool, again, that River Arts District is cool. It's a cool building. I thought the beer was just, eh, okay. But, you know, if you're down that area, pop in for one and check it out. Again, it's it's got a cool, cool vibe. Why don't we give them some of the ones that we went to that we didn't particularly like as much? And again, if you have time, we went to these and... They're worth seeing if you want to hit like 10, 12 breweries. But Green Man is right there. Yeah. They had comfortable bar chairs. Yeah. (laughs) Actually, their new place, the guy, what we walked in, the guy said, we have the most comfortable bar chairs in the world. They were comfortable. And we're like, really? Like, that's a pretty big, bold statement. And so you have to go up to the third floor. They're new. They have like two spots. And we went up to the third floor and the bar chairs were really, really comfortable. But, yeah, but the beer was pretty average. And um, it's a big space, though. So if other places are crowded, I mean, you could probably find a good beer there. Yeah. And there was another one, uh, Barami, B-H-R-A-M-A-R-I. Barmari. Barmari. And this was just... Okay, uh, you know again. We only went once. We so. went once, and it was okay. But you know, those are right there, so you might as well hit them up if they're if you're there and you want to grab you're one. Curious. But if you're on limited time, definitely. Uh, you know, I would say Wicked Weed is a can't miss. Burial's a can't miss. New Belgium's a can't miss. Sierra Nevada, if you've got a car and you can get down there, it takes a while. Uh, head down there. Funkatorium and the Chicory Plate for you. <laughs> Can't miss. And then One World and Wedge were, were kind of our other two favorites to put in there. There is, believe it or not, things to do that don't include drinking in Asheville. So if you, if you aren't a drinker, apologies for the last 10 minutes or so. <laughs> but you know we're going to talk about beer because um, we love it. Um, but there is a ton of stuff. And that's one of the cool things about Asheville is it's this little haven. Not that there's not other stuff to do in North Carolina in that area. There is, but it's this kind of, it's It's a confluence. It's an art and cultural center. It definitely is. And there are a lot of galleries. There are a lot of, you know, local people selling things. There's shops. There's, you know, like a whole honey shop where you can just taste all sorts of honeys and, you know, lots of really cool things, fair trade shops, stuff like that. And there, what is, what I like is there are these little pockets in amongst other areas. So for example, Ithaca, New York, I went to school there for a year, not near as big as Asheville, but Ithaca, New York, same thing. You have this very um, artsy, creative, hippie, uh, vegetarian, it doesn't have to be vegetarian, but you know, all <laughs> that tied into one, like a liberal atmosphere. Um, and that, that doesn't even have to mean just political, but you know, people coming because they like that t- in this very rural area, which is, you know, that part of upstate New York. And you get the same thing down there in Asheville. You're in the mountains, you're in the Blue Ridge Parkway. A lot of these other areas um, are a lot more rural. And then you have this kind of this center for all this stuff. So there's a ton of stuff to do in Asheville, which is really, really neat. Starting with our favorite, Lexington Glassworks, which is actually owned by our our friend, um, Billy, and his fiance Allie is the one who's responsible for the donut tour. Which we're trying to get her to push. We're like, do do donut, (laughs) do biking donut tours around Asheville, come on. So, you know, these guys are cool, and Lexington Glassworks is a very impressive You know these guys are cool if they're hanging with us. No, if they're doing donut tours. Uh, uh, I thought you meant, and they're our friends, so you know these guys are cool. Wow, we're being a bit presumptuous. I'm referring to their donut, you know, affinity and their unbelievable glassworks 
Patchwork Studio where you can go in. It's this humongous warehouse that they totally built out themselves, which is amazing. And the, when you walk it, first walk in the door, you know, it's like the gallery of all the beautiful glass pieces. And then you can actually see them. There's a, a space where that's where their their furnace is. And they, they make some things right there. And they have a bar in there where you can get a beer if you want. I mean, it is a really amazing place to stop in. Yeah, stop in. Their, their work is phenomenal. You know, if you want to buy something, it's obvious it's pretty expensive because it's it's hand blown right there. They do custom orders, which is really cool. They do a ton of custom orders for people who want like lights for their whole house and they see a little example there and like, can you do our whole house? So they do some crazy stuff, but check it out. You can watch them do it as well. And what you said, I love this too, about a lot of the little local places in Asheville is they all have beer at them. So again, if you don't like beer, not, not a big all deal. of them, but Mo- a, a well, lot. A glass blowing studio is allowed, has like four taps that you yep. can grab a beer. The motorcycle shop right across the street has beer there. So a lot of these places, you know, you go, you can hang out like Get that. It's encouraged beer. to hang out and chill and watch what they do. So Lexington Glassworks, really, really cool. One of the main reasons people go to Asheville is the Biltmore. And if you don't know what the Biltmore is, it's the largest single single family estate like in the country in the world yeah, yeah. single family res- I, i'll say in the country it might be in the world it's probably, probably i just think probably just the country, country. yeah but yeah. it's it's huge it's humongous it's beautiful now you it's it's, it's so, expensive it is expensive 60 dollars a person 50 dollars a person it was 40 either way even 40 is kind of expensive but 60 is definitely expensive, although it does include the entire estate, which we didn't even get to see because it's so big. You you park and then they have buses to take you to the different parts of the estate, like the main mansion. Then they have a whole winery area. They have gardens. So unfortunately, we we just didn't have time to do the wineries. Um, but you can you can go back, I think, the next day. So I, I think yeah, it, I, I think there's a way that you you'd have to check, but I feel like you have a two day pass with with that price. Um, if not, you can at least le- like if you went in the morning, you could come back later and do the winery. So you, at least it's a full day pass, and you can come and go. But it might actually be two days. I'm not sure. Um, but the Biltmore itself is is I thought more beautiful from the outside. I didn't love the style of the architecture inside myself personally. It was very dark, and I I don't I didn't love the colors. It was like a lot of reds, and it wasn't my favorite. I mean, it's still worth it to see it. We were there for a while. I mean, it was packed when we were there. Well, the first time here's to put it in perspective for us. The first time that we went to Asheville. We did not go to the Biltmore and we were there for three days. We focused on just eating and drinking, which which we preferred. The second time we went back, we did go to the Biltmore. So, yeah, it's kind of up to you. I just looked up the prices as you were talking there, Hath, and you're looking at 65, like an adult admission is $75 during peak Whoa. season. Regular, it's 65 and they have a value ticket. I don't know what exactly that means, but it's 50 So you're looking at spending at least 50 bucks. If you get it in advance, it's $10 less. So the, the cheapest you're going to ever get it for is 40 bucks for an adult. So it, it's expensive. And if you're going with a group and you're going with a family, it can be quite expensive. So I, I don't want to say don't go there. I'm going to say if, if you don't feel like you need to see a huge mansion you could easily skip it and save yourself some money. And we did the first time because we just we just didn't want to do it and it wasn't up our alley for that point. Yeah. But if you are going to go and you are going to 
spend that type of money. Plan to be there for a long time because even even us being there for half a day, we didn't even see the whole thing. Yeah. So there, it it can it's, be an all day. It's, thing. it's a lot to see, and if you decide you want to do the wineries, they also have like really nice gourmet restaurants that you can do for dinner. So it's definitely an experience. So it's one of those things I'm glad I saw, but I again we didn't go the first time, so I can't really recommend it either. I, so I don't know. Yeah. I'm on the fence. It really just it comes up to if you want to spend that money because you know for twenty bucks I'd say definitely go for fifty sixty. Again, and especially with a family or multiple people, that gets to be pretty pricey. One of the things you can do that's that's way cheaper is the River Arts District, and that is where the Wedge Brewery is, and that's right to the west, like on the. On the river, obviously. It's to the west of downtown before you get over into West Asheville. And a lot of just galleries and artists and stuff like that that take over taken over this huge warehouse district. And they just got some really cool, cool things in there. One of the things that I just looked up and I didn't know was there when I went to the River Arts District website is a pinball museum. Really? And it's $15 and it's all you can play. So That's if you're an adult, cool. it's fifteen dollars. <laughs> you go in and you can play as long as you want. So I didn't get to hit that up, but I definitely want to hit up the Asheville Pinball Museum when I'm there. But lots of galleries and art and and just cool stuff. You could spend half a day wandering through there and just popping into all the different things, which is pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. Now another thing that we did, which I think is is pretty popular in the surrounding area, is we did zip lining and. Because it's the proximity is so close to the Blue Ridge Mountains, there's lots of hiking. There's a lot, a, a lot of outdoor adventure sports. So if you're into something like that, you can definitely spend an afternoon. We did a zip lining tour. I don't remember which company we did it with. There's a couple, but I mean, it was really fun. We did it with Trav's family. You know, as a nice little family excursion, and it was cool. Yeah, getting out into nature something we need to do more when we. Well, in general. But when we go to Asheville, especially one of the things that you could do if you're in Asheville activity is drive the Blue Ridge Parkway, either on the way down or on the way back or wherever you're coming from. Or even you can get out and do a day, you know, a long day. If you're in Asheville and, you, and you're not planning on going the Blue Ridge Parkway, you can take a day, get up into hiking. the mountains, start hiking. I mean, there's tons of hikes around this. So that could be a whole day. The Blue Ridge Parkway is pretty much at your doorstep. It's going to take you about maybe half an hour, 45 minutes to get to a spot from downtown Asheville, but definitely head out to the Blue Ridge Parkway and do that and get in some hiking if you're not going to stay out there um, on your own. Another cool... So so there are a few things that we didn't do that that we wanted to do that we're going to uh, give you a little recommendation. Talk about going out to nature. Again, there's a really great website called exploreashville.com and they have a 50 things to do in Asheville. And I'll put this in the show notes if you guys are interested. That's how I found out about the Pinball Museum. And that's how I found out about this really cool thing called the Sliding Rock, which is a 60-foot natural waterfall that you can slide all the way down through. You know, It's a natural slide and then into a pool of water. So if it's great weather, you know, if you're there in the summer, definitely head to the sliding yeah, rock 60 amazing. foot thing it's two bucks to get in oh that's awesome i didn't even know about that yeah well i just found out about it like a day ago <laughs> so i didn't know about it either but something i really want to do and then there's two other things that we didn't get to do that have come recommended one is seeing a show at the orange peel you can't miss the orange peel if you're in the south slope it's called like the orange peels something in social club yeah, I, they also it, do tacos right yeah, they do do tacos. I don't know. It's a music venue. They get some like pretty interesting names coming through there. So if there's a show you want to go see, it's right next to Wicked Weed. You can go see a show at the Orange Peel. You mean the Wedge. 
No, right? the no. orange peel is the one that oh, you were thinking. That's another sorry, music that's another venue music venue called that, the Eagle, something yes, Standing Eagle yes, or something. Which, that's the one that does tacos. I'm sorry, that's, that's what the one I that thought you tacos. were <laughs> The orange peel is just the music gotcha, venue gotcha. right yes. there on the South Slope. There's a bunch of music venues. Check yeah. it out. You, you might be able to go see a pretty cool show. There is also a lot of live music on the streets, a lot of buskers, people playing on the streets, and, and sometimes really, really good. So, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of live music in Asheville, and the Grove Park Inn, Kind of just out of town. It's built into like the side of a mountain. So you can go and check that out. It's a really nice high-end hotel. So you can go there. there You can stay there. Um, You could go get a drink. Uh, I think they have like a deck that you can kind of see a nice view of. But again, we've never been there, but our friend Allie recommended it and said it's a really nice place to go. Yeah, so that might be something to do just just as an extra throw-in for a day. Hey, go check out the Grove Park. And so lots of stuff to do, eating, drinking, getting outdoors, all part of what makes Asheville, Asheville, and all part of the fun of one of our favorite towns slash cities in the United States. At least Absolutely. I can say that for myself. Oh, yeah, definitely. I love it. Between whole donuts and the charcuterie plate. I yeah, mean, what's not to love? Yeah, and the beer and the galleries and, yeah, it's awesome. As we do for every Destination Diary episode, we're each going to give you our can't miss, our skip, and the thing we wish we had done. So, ladies first, if you're going to Asheville, what is the one thing you can't miss? Well, I know what you're probably going to say and that it's probably going to um, include some breweries. So, I will go the art route. Um, I you cannot mix miss Lexington Glassworks and you and you can't miss walking around downtown and just stopping in to the galleries there. I there's the one gallery that we went to with Allie that I can't remember the name, but it was like right on Main Street. And they're free, most of them, I think, to just go in and you can see local artists and it's really cool. It's like going to a free museum. So definitely you cannot miss doing like a little walking gallery tour and going to Lexington Glassworks. Super surprised you didn't say whole donuts there because we don't talk about these ahead of time. But uh, mm, well, we'll throw that in. Honorable I, I think that I talked about whole donuts enough at the, the beginning of the, the podcast gotcha. that it's like obvious. I don't even have to say it. Gotcha. Uh, my can't miss is definitely going to be Wicked Weed and Burial. Um, one of the reasons to come to Asheville is, you know, it is actually like a destination for beer lovers, like people who love beer will just come there for that purpose and that purpose only. And if you do go there, definitely hit up Wicked Weed and Burial because they are two completely different breweries, um, but both with awesome beer. And so it's cool, kind of cool to see the dichotomy between those. What about skipping for you? Um, skipping is probably those two breweries that Green we Man and Bar-mari. Yeah, yeah. I would say the other breweries are so good. Don't try to go to these other ones if you don't have time. That and we don't talk about these ahead of time, so we want to be surprised and react. That is actually exactly what I had written <laughs> down: it? Green Man and uh, Bar-mari, however you say it. Um, but I'm going to throw an extra one in there since you, since you took that one. I'm going to say the Biltmore. Oh, again, yeah. not th- this is not a recommendation that you do skip it. It's something that we are saying like. If you did, because of the price, because it was prohibitively expensive, I don't think you'd be missing out. So I, I, I'd say you could skip the Biltmore. The problem with Asheville is it was so much fun. I mean, there wasn't anything that stuck out that we did that was super touristy. They were like, nah, this was kind of lame. They were all pretty good. But the Biltmore, for me, for the price point, I was like, ah, we could skip this. What about something you wish we had done? I wish we had probably done more things in nature. I mean, we did the zip lining, which was cool, but 
we didn't do any hiking. We didn't even tap into that at all. So, because I mean, everything else we did was super fun. I can't think of other things within Asheville because I feel like we hit. We did Most spend a lot of, you know, of time. We went hitting... into the shops. We went into the galleries. We ate. We drank. And it's a it is a small city, so you're not going to have too much to do. I mean, you can easily do it in two three days, yeah. and and get the main parts that we've Definitely. mentioned here totally knocked off. However, now that I know about the waterfall, probably <laughs> I would say maybe hike first and then do the waterfall. Yeah. Side. Okay. So you're taking <laughs> mine. I guess that's why I'm letting oh, you go first. My it's... wish we had done was hiking and biking on the Blue okay. Ridge Parkway, or again getting out and doing some sort of hike and getting out and nature there. Um, I specifically love biking. So if you're driving the Blue Ridge Parkway, you do see a lot of people biking it. I would love to get a road bike, get out there, bike for a day or two days or whatever it is. Just get out in nature on the Blue Ridge Parkway and really get to experience that. And as you mentioned, the waterfall. Now that we know that's there, that's what I would do. Hike around, then get in the waterfall. Sounds the, like the, a plan. Yeah. All right. So there you go, guys. That is our Asheville Destination Diary. Again, We I cannot stress how cool this city was. Very manageable. You're not going to feel overwhelmed. You could go and do it in two, three days. We did two and a half days the first time and two and a half days-ish the second time. So we spent a total of five days there. And we've done a lot. So it's accessible. It's fun. It's a cool drive-in no matter which way you're coming from because there's a lot of cool nature around it. So I would highly recommend hitting up Asheville. And if you like yeah. beer, it's it's really a no-brainer. And I would say like the first time we were there, two and a half days was really quick. So we went twice in the course of a couple of months, which is unusual. But we were the second time we were in North Carolina for Travis brother's wedding if you're going just the one time i would say three to four days is a really nice time to be in Asheville because you can have time to relax you can have time to hike and you can have time to do all the activities and you don't have to fill like 10 breweries in one day you can yeah, space them out five exactly five. I, I i don't know if you need a week there maybe you could you could do a week i think it might get a little yeah, much if you were four if you days, did a couple days in blue ridge parkway and a couple days in Asheville, sure. four days in Asheville, then that would be a week yeah definitely but like yeah, yeah four days is a really nice amount of time to be in Asheville. Yeah. So there you guys have it, our Asheville Destination Diary. You can get all the show notes for every episode we've ever done at extrapackofpeanuts.com slash shows. We're changing up a little bit. Extrapackofpeanuts.com slash shows. You can find all that, the show notes for this show, as well as any of the other shows we've done, including the Destination Diaries, which at this point, this number over 20. So we have done over 20 Destination Diaries. So if you like the the kind of the theme of this show and there's other places that you're going to be going or that you've gone, you want to hear our advice and expert expert opinion on because people, they must be cool because they're friends with us. Um, <laughs> Not what I meant. Here are some of the Destination Diaries that we've done before. London. Barcelona. Ireland. Santorini. Paros. Georgia. The country. Chicago. New Orleans. Nashville. Japan. Cape Town. Chiang Mai. Guatemala. Philadelphia. Portugal. Santiago de Compostela. Portland. Colorado. Croatia. And India. I love that it's like cities, islands, some whole countries, <laughs> some regions. There it's you go. random, but it works. And don't forget, if you're following us on social media, uh, definitely check out hashtag EPOP scavenger hunt. We are buying drinks or gelato or beers or whatever around the country and around the world for people at little local places that we want you to check out. So we're just trying to do our little part to pay it forward to you, the listeners, because we really appreciate you listening and tuning in and also help support local places that we really, really love and that we want you to go to. So check out hashtag EPOP scavenger hunt on Instagram. You can follow that at pack of peanuts. That is my Instagram. If you want to follow Heather's Instagram as well, a little more stylish than mine <laughs> at Heather Sherry at Heather Sherry. So you can check both of those out. And thank you again to at Katie Mello 
and also to at Hannah Lee 11 for taking us up on the EPOP scavenger hunt for the first people at Coffee Works and Press in Galway, Ireland. There is still a gelato out there at Austin, in Austin, Texas at Dolce Neve. So check that out. Go, Someone go get a free gelato. It's getting hot Seriously. in Austin. Go get that free gelato. Thank you guys for tuning in today. Don't forget, if you're looking for a perfect travel backpack, tortugabackpacks.com. You can use the promo code EPOP, E-P-O-P, all capital letters, because that will get you 10% off your entire order. So thank you, thank you, thank you for the support. We appreciate it. Thank you to everyone who continues to give us recommendations. When we say we're going somewhere, people who follow us on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook for giving us awesome recommendations because then we try to go to those places, hit up those recommendations, and then turn it back over and give you what we liked in our Destination Diary. So keep those recommendations coming. And thank you for the support as always. Until next time. Happy free travels. Happy free travels.